Welcome to the floor, fantasy and sci-fi lore. We have another news edition for you today. Catch you up on all the worlds that we follow and cover and that you might have an interest in checking out and know what's coming as far as movies, TV shows, books, games, and all of that. We are getting ready to dive back into Dune. And we went and checked our feeds on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which are the two biggest platforms. And because they will only host 125 episodes, all of the Dune episodes are not available unless you are using Podbean's app or you go to the Patreon site. So we are going to be re-releasing our old Dune episodes. These will not be the new weekly episode coming out Wednesday or our shorts on Fridays at times. But the old episodes will release on other days to catch up uh, to cover all of that for when Dune uh, drops again. Now, on to the news. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night to keep reading, keep watching, keep playing? So good, you forgot your life and lived there. So good, the moment it ended, you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on the topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, Another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome to another episode of news where we start in my universes because we're still talking about <laughs> kaiju universes, Godzilla and Monarch. A uh, couple things right off the bat. We're looking at most likely in the second season of Monarch. Uh, it's not completely confirmed, but uh, it did very well. Number two... We've got Kong or Godzilla versus Kong, the new Empire coming out March 29th. So that's next month. Uh, we haven't heard anything else as far as TV shows and movies. My guess is once that's released, they're going to, or really close to when that releases, they're going to release a lot of other things they have planned going on. But they just want to keep it under wraps until that's, a, you know, that's you know, two weeks out or a week out. We're going to move on to Marvel. Uh, this was just released on the 7th, so, well, I'm not going to say how long ago that is for recording, but recently, uh, they just released a brand new uh, MCU timeline, so all of the movies in order and then all of the, uh, like, movies and TV shows, like what it looks like now that they, you know, updated and changed everything from all the phases. So if you want to like go rewatch everything, yeah. they've got it all organized. If <laughs> you want to go, I mean, if you got like everything. a month to kill, that's a lot of content, now, guys. That's a busy month. month. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I have heard uh, people talking about they're going to try and dial down the massive, extensive universe, so you don't have to watch forty movies just to understand the next one. 
because they're like, you know what? It's you know, they're like at some point that became very profitable, and then we crossed some kind of like line, and it became ridiculous. But we kept doing it. I think that's called that jumping the shark. Jumping sure the shark, or <laughs> jumping the Godzilla, depending <laughs> on your universe. Uh, so, Rob Leefield, the co-creator of Wade Wilson, also known as Deadpool, is retiring from Marvel. Oh, that's big. So he did have a say in the movie that Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are doing. So it was kind of his last hurrah. If you, so, if you like Deadpool or Marvel at all, or like the old style of Marvel, like the comics, definitely go see it. You know, and you know, as a way of saying thank you for all the hard work he did. Um, and if you didn't like that kind of stuff, don't go see it because that'd be lame. <laughs> Uh, DC Cinematic Universe. We're gonna jump into that real quick. Uh, the only real big news that I have, and this one I'm actually excited about. Uh, so, have you guys ever seen Arrow? Yes. Uh, you talking about the W? So, Stephen Emil yeah. is super on board for jo- joining James Gunn's new DC Cinematic Universe. If fans want him. I think it would be awesome. Mm. I, I'd love to see him like kind of redo it. So he's like starting over from the beginning. So they're not like six seasons into his life, but still use the same actor. Yeah. Well, and I feel like somewhere around season three or four, the thing kind of around that where he got killed by Ross. Is like is what I'd say. That's where you were like, ah. So for me, uh, it was like when he got off the island and then goes back for like whatever reason. I was like, that what. Why would he go back? All he was doing for like two years is trying to get off that island. And now you've introduced him in the backstory that he did, but then he decided to go back. Like, oh, you, you lost me. me. That's kind That's you. You have completely undone his motivations for the first couple seasons to fit this single narrative. And I was like, no, nah. you brought in new writers and we can tell. They're like, we want to change the backstory. We want to start. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Well, it's not that the new writers it. <laughs> it's not that the new writers were bad, it's that they wanted to do their own thing and have their own backstory to work with, but there was an existing narrative that they were they, they didn't want to rewrite, so they inserted this, but it still it contradicted like the character's motivations. So I okay. yeah. That was kind of the moment. Yeah, that's so when they lost me is, is like you'd be cool with Stephen Emil, you're just really hesitant on which writers they bring in at that point. <laughs> it's not about which writers. It's let's say like, and and I think a lot of the Marvel movies, have, Marvel and DC movies, have suffered from this recently. Is they're going through several cycles of writers, and you end up with these incohesive narratives, right? Like the first writers who lay down the first draft of the script have this idea and this theme and this narrative, and you bring in another set of writers, and they're like, "Don't start from scratch. We spent six months on this thing, but try to fix some of these issues," and then. They do, but they also kind of have their own spin and it gets, you know, and then by the time the final script comes out and they make the movie, it feels like a shotgun of a story, not a rifle. And everybody wants to watch a rifle. Like a lot of people had a lot of bit of different direction and it's kind of scattered, you know, and and you see that in the movies, like sometimes in the beginning, like, okay, this is what the character wants. These are their goals. These are maybe the things they need in life. And then you get like halfway through the movie and they're like chasing different motivations. It's like, Wait a second. I thought, but I I don't know what's going uh, on anymore. I don't. He, I don't like, like when people grow either, so. Joe. I get it. 
<laughs> nah, I know what you're saying. Those Joe. are that's yeah. gonna be that all. That's all my news, including that tangent. So, <laughs> including including <laughs> Joe's narrative yeah. tangent. So, Should, I mean, so she, but there, oh, and there's and a lot of like uh, hard it's critics. Uh, like Nerd Erotic and Endymion um, for the Marvel stuff and, and Critical Drinker. And I watch their stuff, but honestly, they're usually like, this movie's terrible. It's awful. These reasons. I was like, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't love it. I'm not going to be like, it, this was amazing. It, like, there's when something I saw... about just like uh, talking ill or just taking a dump verbally on things that's just cool nowadays. At, at <laughs> like, yeah, it's like. Well,. And part of me thinks that these just might be more diehard fans. These are maybe guys, they've read all the comics. They've seen all the animation ones. You know, they they have bigger hopes and dreams for what it can be. And I think they, that brings in a much more critical lens than I go into it, you know. Whereas I, I have may, read maybe five or six comics uh, in each universe, you know. So I've read a couple Batman. I've read a couple Marvel. I've read a couple... I think Marvel, like Wolverine, I actually consumed a fair amount of Wolverine comic books as a kid. I, I was a big fan of Wolverine. But, you know, I I didn't read everything. I haven't seen everything. Um, and I enjoy a good superhero movie. Uh, and so I, I think a lot of the hard critics are partly just diehard fans who are frustrated and disappointed in, in some of the final outcomes, you know. Um, I particularly, like... I will say that I enjoyed uh, what was it called, the Flash, the new one. That is it. But I can honestly say that I feel like if they had just taken the Flashpoint paradox verbatim, it would have been like a thousand. You know, because because like I thought the Flashpoint paradox was brilliant and had some really, really cool stuff in it. Like Uh, as much as it was good in animation, I think if they'd made that thing live action, it would have been awesome. Just awesome to see some I, of I would love play to out, see you know? like a broken Thomas the, Wayne playing that Batman with guns oh. yeah oh they totally should have had that Batman I couldn't that. believe they didn't have Thomas Wayne yeah. that it was just an like, older Batman yeah. I was I, I'll be honest like I said I enjoyed the movie but I was yeah, disappointed I, 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 think I was disappointed yeah, I, like, I, I watched it and that, I was like that, okay. that element <laughs> alone yeah yeah, yeah. seeing broken oh. Thomas Wayne be Batman yeah, just, just the this just the duality like. <laughs> of him being broken over his son and his wife being the Joker. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. That enough, like it so, makes your mind go. Well, wow. and and again, one of the things I love about the Flashpoint paradox is it creates the new fifty two. This universe where heroes and villains will die, and then they're dead. We're not bringing them back. They're nothing. Right. Like I think DC could have embraced Flashpoint paradox. I should say DC cinematic could have embraced Flashpoint paradox. And then suddenly you have a very high stakes universe instead of the watered down which, which is also good because like if kind of an actor right. just gets lame or like people are like, dude, I don't like this character. It's like that's awesome. We'll kill him in a cool way. We will kill yeah, him. It'll off. be pretty epic. Yeah. Kill, yeah. Or like nuke a sub or something heroic, and then we won't have to see him anymore. Yeah. So or yeah. Game I, of Thrones in the DC yeah. universe. Game of Thrones in the DC universe. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, what is it? Injustice Among Us, where Superman's the villain after Lois Lane technically, dies. Technically, depending on how you look at that, Batman's the villain. Just depending on how you, which 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 side you're on, because that's kind of the whole duality of it. Is so like again, I think they could do some awesome stuff. And again, you want to do a closed universe, right? I think 
I think yeah. the new 52 introducing the open and closed universe is a brilliant way to approach a kind of multiverse. Be like, we're, ter- we're telling the story of this universe and it's not going to cross into other universes. We may have, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the dark guy come from other dimensions. Sorry, I just went off on the Flashpoint Paradox. Let's get back to this. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just so ready to just talk about this the entire time. Like at this point, I was like, screw your universe. <laughs> Flashpoint Paradox is where it's at. Spider-Man. Batman, yeah, guys. I don't even know why you want to talk about your lame stuff. You see, I'm just starting to get it. Like, yeah, dude, fantasy's cool, but superheroes. Uh, All right. Yeah. On the mind news, then. Oh, tangent so hard. So. Uh, first up, I'm going to talk about Dune, because Dune comes out March 1st. We are so close. It is just around the March corner. March 1st or 31st? Uh, first. First. Um, so you can already buy tickets, uh, and you can even buy tickets to go see like a ten minute clip uh, before its release date. That's if wild. you want to go do it's that. It's like you know, you know. I th- I think this is them just being like, you know, we were supposed to come out a while ago, and now we're coming out, and so they're just trying to build the hype uh, again. Yeah, give us yeah, money yeah. in exchange for one um, fiftieth of the movie. So, anyways, it's it's stuff that they're doing right now. Other stuff they're doing is uh, they have a promotional item for their popcorn lid. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it is... Shy allude. It is It is that uh, a worm head's mouth head with like a bunch of rubbery things that all come into like a, a focal point. And a lot of people look at this and get bad thoughts. I, I, um, I, I, I have to see <laughs> this. I have just like, wait, bad thoughts. A lot of jokes see. about it. It's flesh colored. Um, <laughs> it also looks like it'll pull the popcorn out of your hand as you're pulling it yeah, out of your hand. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, you know. It actually it doesn't uh, look that creepy. I mean, well, the internet is full of jokes on it. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's 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 more sexual than creepy. I don't know what um, that means. Shit. This is what people are seeing. <laughs> now Aaron's like, yeah, I got it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, the, yeah, Eli's like, like the internet's going crazy. I'm like, I gotta see it. Eli's like, it, we won't make it sexual jokes. Aaron's like, I gotta see it. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I'll probably make funnier jokes than that. <laughs> and and those are like rubbery things that kind of flop around. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that's a big thing. You know what it looks one of like? Promotional items. You but... guys ever seen this little uh, like what? cult film, Star Wars? So there's this character <laughs> that they're gonna like throw in there named Han Solo. They're gonna throw him in like this pit. It's like this plant desert creature. Uh, I want to say Carlac, but that's not it. Baldur's <laughs> Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the beast right yeah, now. I don't well, remember uh, it either. The mouth count once in my life. Not like that but, actually, because it doesn't peak. I just remembered. Anyways, all right, on to more Dune news. So we have a new book out, Adaptations of Dune: Frank Herbert's Story on Screen by Cara Kennedy. This is her third book looking at the Dune universe. This book takes place. It takes an in-depth look at the three different productions of Dune. We have David Lynch sci-fi miniseries and then the ones that are coming out now so she takes you know a deeper look in on those but she also looks at the failed ones such as arthur p jacobs who made the original planet of the apes films 
Uh, Ridley Scott also tried, and he made Alien, of course. Surprised that one didn't see the light of day. Yeah, th- these are all failed ones, you know. Yeah, In this yeah. book, she goes into them and what happens and their details and their take on things. Mm-hmm. As far as they got, you know. There's Jodorowsky's. This is a really popular of the failed films. Um, I've mentioned it before. There's documentary on that one. And, and there's more. Anyways, this book is available now. If you like the pop culture of Dune. And if you like the popcorn of Dune, have that as well. Uh, well, on to Cyberpunk news. Artel Sorian, uh, these are the guys who do the role-playing game, um, just released some DLC. Break your stuff. Rules for equipment, breaking down and maintaining it. But they also just finished their new source book. Right now it is on Humble Bumble. For this month, after which it'll move to the derived to RPG and on to printing. Um, the title is Interfaced Red. In going through games, um, when I first started playing games that had introduced the mechanic of wear and tear on your gear, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool and very immersive. And then I played games with that and I was like, it's just a hassle. It's just a hassle and a money sink. How about I don't repair my gear and you reward me less money and we call it fair? <laughs> like, <laughs> So what I've done to streamline this is I just tax the players when they hit a town or something. Uh, you know, I'll, I'm just like, let's let's just throw a, a, a base tax at you. Do, do you know what I actually prefer on my weapons? Not, not wear and tear, rip and tear. If you guys are Doom fans, you guys know what that means. Um, so anyways, new book, uh, Interface Red. So they'll, they'll be putting up uh, a preview of it on their YouTube channel. It's not up yet. So we don't actually know what's in it yet. But giving the logo and kind of the things they've said, this looks like it'll be a, a all-cybernetics um, book. Um, but not just like hacking and brain chip stuff. Like It's going to be heavy metal, like full-body conversion, cyborg mech kind of stuff mech you know because i mean like i is when i was reading through the the book like it seemed like you could do pretty much everything on your body from hands eyes spine stuff like that but <laughs> it didn't have like mech as an option so maybe that's one of the newer <laughs> things like like going full borg uh, it's, yeah it's like uh so there's these full body conversions you can do right like uh, david in uh, edge runner right like mostly we see him just upgrading the chrome on his body but then in the end he actually just like he's basically just a little puppet in a machine right yes. at the end there yeah, yeah. so that's that full body conversion yeah. yeah it's like yeah. now you're a tank he's like drive the just tank think. be the tank <laughs> live like, the tank <laughs> live the tank yeah <laughs> yeah so anyways that's for my cyberpunk on to Alien News. So, pray to Comb and Emmy for sound editing. So, congratulations to them. Pray, didn't they come out a couple of years ago? How are they still winning stuff? I think it... Um, I don't know why it took so long. Maybe the strike, pandemic, all of it together, push stuff back. I guess I didn't go into it. Really yeah, decent. I was like... You're right. Like, like, yeah, like, usually you win... Like an award within the year of your release, and you're not eligible in the other years. Like nobody's pulling out like yeah. 1964 movie. Be like winner of the best actor this year. Be like, 
Wait, that everyone who so, yeah, that movie died. Such good actors, gone. they made you believe they were so alive, and they did it this year. <laughs> so they had six uh, nominations, and the last time a uh, movie for TV got nominated was nine years ago. So it could be that they were like pulling to be like, let's let's go and get somebody in on this. For I don't know. I didn't go into it. I just. Heard the news, and I wanted to tell you guys. Change right. it. Just Move. Moving on. So, Noah Holloway, directing the FX Alien series, he's doing interviews to promote Fargo right now, and so people keep asking him about Alien. So, recently he was uh, quoting Ripley, um, saying, all right, so, uh, you know, what he's inquired about Alien, you know, he... He goes and he, he gave like uh, 11 minutes of this, um, but he was like, you know, quoting Ripley saying, I don't know which species is worse. You don't see them screwing each other over for a percentage, um, you know. And so he goes in and he's like, I can really work with this kind of concept as well as like evil android robots, uh, a question of does humanity deserve to survive? He also goes on going that he's going to stick with this retro future tech that we see in the first two films. Now, I've also heard this called cassette futurism. Uh, He goes on to say that he didn't like the tech in the prequels being so far in advance, comparatively, because they were supposed to be before. Right, and they've got holograms, they've got all kinds of... Yeah, but that was like too much technology, so they'd wanted to make it simpler to go to the retro cassette era. <laughs> so anyways, he's going to be sticking with the, more of that original uh, futurism right. that we have. That he refers to as retro future tech. Yeah. Um, he also didn't like the creation of the Xenos in the prequels. He prefers the millions of years old evolution creating this perfect organism. So he, he's going to be working with that. So it very much seems like he's going to not be including the prequels in his movie. Or he's lying. He's doing. <laughs> he could be lying. But he's he's really just being vague. Uh, you, you can go and listen to this 11-minute uh, interview on KCRW's The Business Podcast. Uh, in a later interview, you know, he gets asked about Alien again. And he mentioned that he got the studio to agree to a mini series rather than a running show. Interesting. Uh, so that that when when his story runs its course, that'll be the end of it, and right. he doesn't have to keep making another season and drawing right. it out. So they are aiming for multiple seasons, but Noah feels like he can make a better story if he can have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So he's going to be working on that. Fade Alvarez's movie is officially going to become be called Romulus, but it's now official and no longer just a working title. Dan Trechenberg, who made Prey, is teaming back up with the writer of of Prey, Patrick a son. For those just listening, the lizard has jumped ship and is now eating rice from behind. 
He's got a lot going on right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyways, Dan Trechenberg gets back with his writer from Prey, and they're going to make another Predators movie called Badlands. This will not be the direct sequel of Prey, and this will be set in the future, um, but they are going to be like working our on future, this together. Like Prey's future. As... Okay. Correct. Which would technically Correct. still be yes. Prey's future. Yeah, okay. no. The future. Technically, yes. Yes. But more accurately, ours. And also, they say that Prey 2 is still in the works. So it seems like we're still going to get a Prey 2, but probably have a different director and perhaps even a different As long writer. as they have just some really awesome fight scenes. Yeah, there were, there were, yeah. Some, there were some good <laughs> fighting in Prey. There was. And like, like I said, they're they're making Badlands. And I was, we're, we're going to get another thing from them in the Predator universe, just not Naru's story. So that's my news. All right. Into the fantasy worlds. Uh, one, Hasbro uh, has gotten rid of pretty much all of its physical books division. Many people think they'll still be producing physical books for the diehard fans, but they're mostly going to be going digital. They have also started hiring employees with experience in building software as a service so it looks like they're really going to be trying to push like kind of you have a subscription giving you access to all the D&D books uh, and that's kind of where they're going we also know that they've been really big on uh, virtual tabletops and uh, D&D 5e is now on Foundry virtual tabletops um, which I believe is through Amazon Um, so if you want to throw a fireball or shoot dragon breath they have those tools in there for you to use and kind of match that up nice and easy. Uh, Witcher, uh, they have announced that they are working on a fifth season for Netflix's Witcher, even though they've just barely started filming the fourth one. So many people thought fourth would be the end of it, but they are actually going to be doing a fifth as well. Wow. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. But again, right, like a lot of the criticism of Witcher comes from the really diehard fans who love the games and love the books. But people who aren't familiar with those sources enjoy the show just as it is. And so I think even though it does catch a lot of flack from the original fans, there's a lot of Netflix-only fans who enjoy it, and it does well for them. I, I so, thought there was also yeah. the group of people who are diehard Henry Cavill fans. Yes, but they're usually fans of the books uh, Some of us well. just like honky nerds, because when we look in the mirror, we're like, those people are cool. Remember what Joe was saying, you know, you can't ruin the lore for somebody who doesn't know, know it. it. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenge uh, Nothing in Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Rings of Power is getting a scene two as, uh, season two, and it is in production, which I think surprised a lot of people. Um, cool. But it may be a similar case with Netflix's Witcher, right? Like the diehard fans of Tolkien and his lore and the original uh, stuff may be very frustrated with it, but there might be a large group of people who don't know all that and just enjoy it for what it is. And maybe some of them have never even seen the Peter Jackson movies. They're just like, hey, this looks like a cool fantasy. Uh, Let's check it out. And they have no idea that uh, raging, angry Gladriel is the same as the very calm woman in in the the Peter Jackson movies. That's the same one? Nah, I don't believe it. She's so chill (laughs) and in control. And this young woman (laughs) is not. You know, Peter Jackson uh, produced one of the King Kong movies. Not in the universe, but it's right. Yeah, it had a Jack Black in it, and then they chloroform. I remember that part. I remember they had some really interesting CGI with the dinosaurs toppling over. I remember them. They they've got 
gallons of chloroform, just hucking them at him, and eventually he just passes out. Oh, I don't remember Wait, that at all. Yeah. Well, well okay. okay, so yes, it didn't happen then. <laughs> yes, it didn't happen. You don't remember it. It didn't happen. All right. Uh, and then in Brandon Sanderson news, Stormlight Archive 5 is finished and in pre-order. So Where is that? Only, what, 40, that, 50, can... 60 hours? I think it'll probably come around 40 because the la- that was about the hour length of the last one, and that's the book where they told him, you can't make them any longer. The printing machine can't make the books any bigger. This is the limit. You found it. For, 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 uh, for a while, we just said, make the book whatever it needs to be. That's no true for you. He's going to start selling magnifying glasses and just get a really small print. That's <laughs> probably you said. He said, "What if she shrank the font?" And he's like, "No, there's a standard, and we will adhere to it." Sure, they Or like uh, the there's there's like you can print like really thin paper. Like there's some like editions of like the Bible or whatever that's like really mm-hmm. skinny. Yeah, onion skin. Onion that one. skin. And yeah. so he could also maybe do that. Yeah, <laughs> it can be bigger. Or he there's could like start his own publishing. Right. I think that's. So, but again, he'd need to borrow somebody's. He's kind of wealthy. He could probably just find an engineer to build him one. It's like here, here's what happens: <laughs> if you build me one, you will be the first person to be able to read my first ever hundred hour book. That's what <laughs> happened. All right, that's it for our news. Thank you for joining us. Uh, write in if you have thoughts on this, and uh, if we get some emails, we'll read them at the end of the next show. And I, uh, I love that our, yeah, our main news for joining this, us. this session was. A, the lizard, and B, <laughs> Joe just really... Flashpoint Paradox. The superheroes. Yeah, Flashpoint Paradox. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to... Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. You can find individual collections for all of those or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we've covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the treasure room content anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there it is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do they are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words on the patreon there are tags for everything you got fantasy D, creature features Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.